Welcome to a bonus episode of Popaholics. This is a side episode where I'm just going to be talking about something, may have guests in the future, may be an outlet uh, for interviews uh, and, and afterthoughts of things we, we may want to dive into separately from the main conversation. So this episode is going to be about Anthem and my thoughts, and we'll keep it relatively brief. And thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, as always, you can uh, find our episodes at uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places, leave us a five-star review, all that nonsense. But I want to take this episode to talk about my feelings on Anthem. Uh, I did not write out anything, so this may be a bit rambly. So maybe I need to prepare better in the future. But I just want to get my thoughts out there because I got a lot of them. And uh, this is an outlet for me to ramble into a microphone. And uh, maybe one or two people will listen. So Anthem. But Bioware, as we talked about in the Keanu episode, when we were talking about what we were consuming, Bioware is a studio that really has blown me away in the past. Uh, I briefly played Dragon Age Inquisition, and that was really good. But really, the Mass Effect series is a really holds a really special place in my heart and I think that it was so ahead of its time with how it developed characters unique to your journey and it was still on rails it still was a very linear experience but essentially it gave you that fantasy of being like a Star Trek uh, you know being the captain of a ship in, in, a, in a major conflict and I think really what made it great is that the second Mass Effect never from my recollection it started out small and really grew into something uh, climactic towards the end where it was really cinematic and, and epic and it really reveled in these small moments between characters and these small concept of uh, you being a captain and having a crew and getting to know the crew and and depending on how you played it and how you talk to characters certain characters wouldn't live towards the end um, and, and and would have some uh, different fates uh, you may in, involve yourself in a romantic relationship with a character that was completely unique to your playthrough well not completely unique but Certainly, you could have different outcomes. And uh, that game came out when I was in high school. I want to say it was, uh, you know, 2000, 2006 or seven, maybe later, maybe 2010. I should check. But, uh, you know, I played the first Mass Effect, and, and it was such a great start. And then Mass Effect 2 was just, just a classic. 3 was, some people were disappointed by the ending, but I really thought it was a solid title. And uh, was, was the, it, they really honed in on the con- combat and, and honed out some of the details. And it really was this good mixture of still retaining a really great story with having really fun uh, combat. And the multiplayer was really cool. So needless to say, when uh, they announced they were working on Anthem and they showed the E3 trailer in, I believe, 2016 or 17, you know, it was this idea that they were going to take what Destiny had done and... Uh, put the Bioware spin on it and, and have a great uh, looter shooter, which is to say uh, like an RPG action game where you slowly acquire gear and loot that, that gears up your character. And it's a really social experience. And I've played Destiny uh, 1 and 2, very good titles. I think Destiny 1 obviously had a really rough launch. It's pretty widely accepted. Uh, but really the Taken King, what a, what a peak of of, uh, of that. It was one of the D, uh, first DLCs that came out for it. And I was really on board with that. They blended uh, cinematics in with uh, multiplayer shooting, and the shooting that Bungie do- does is so tight, and the gameplay is so fun. And the moment to moment really is the core of all these games. And Destiny really had it in spades. So I was I was really really excited for Anthem to come out because I thought, well, maybe we'll get this the, the Taken King, but in third person. And Anthem is a, a third-person action game where you're essentially like an Iron Man type. Uh, you're in like a mechanical suit, so it's kind of like a mech thing, very much like Warframe, if you're familiar with that series. 
And I was so excited uh, that, that Bioware was going to get this, this chance at redemption. You know, Mass Effect Andromeda had come out, and it was it was a disappointment to a lot of people. I, I had heard the bad reception, and it sounded like bugs. So I did wait a couple of years, and it was it was it was on sale. <laughs> uh, no surprise, it was uh, it was it was very cheap when I bought it, and I thought it was very very playable. Definitely not at the height of the series, but I think the combat was good. And, and I still had hope, you know, because it was, I think it was a lot better than people had said it was because most people had played it at launch and got a really buggy game. And I got the refined version that still wasn't perfect. I mean, they couldn't iron out that the story was just not as interesting, that the characters just weren't as interesting, uh, and that the the gameplay seemed like it was onto something. There was this idea that you could colonize other worlds. And uh, it just it, it never really uh, came through with that promise. There really was no reward for the colony aspect, which I thought was like the coolest part of it. It seemed like that had gotten broken in development. And so they announced Anthem, and I learned that their main team of Bioware was was working on this project. And I got really excited, you know, as as a lot of people did. A lot of people that are fans of Mass Effect, and especially I'm a fan of Destiny, so so it was a really good marriage. And so Anthem comes out and it's it's this state of the industry where the games aren't given enough time to, to really develop properly and they have to put out a broken title. And I know, I, I, I want to believe that Bioware wouldn't have done this, but needless to say, I'm not going to talk about any of the, the game-breaking bugs. I mean, freezes your whole PlayStation, constant logouts. Um, just just broken systems, getting stuck in loading screens, missions never starting. You know, I, I went over this a little bit in the, the previous thing. But besides that, I want to talk about the core issues I have with this game. The game is essentially making you the chosen one. And the storyline takes place outside of where um, you are interacting with your friends. So essentially, there's this place called Bastion. I don't know if it's on Earth, but it's in maybe it's like science fantasy. And you're a freelancer. And they had such an opportunity to do something really cool. But as it stands, you're in this, you're in Fort Tarsus, which is this separate uh, single player experience. And then when you mission up, you're in the multiplayer queue. And you kind of, when you do the missions, you have to match make with people. You can't, you can't just do them alone. There is no easier setting. There's an easy setting, but uh, to what I see, you can't choose whether or not you're being matched with people. At least by default, you're always matched with people. And you get two disparate games. You get the game of you walking around walking simulator where you're talking to characters. And those characters are interesting. There's several interesting people at Fort Tarsus, but it's all dialogue. And it is strong, but it's still not... There's there's not a whole lot of happening happening, right? It's, it's, there's no lot of like show... There's no showing. It's all telling. And you've got you to gotta be varied. Even, even, a, even the best Kevin Smith films uh, have, have some things that happen in them. And it's not just dialogue, right? Same with Tarantino. So if you're in making a cinematic experience, you can't just expect a good written dialogue to carry you through it. The game is just disjointed because if you're playing with your friends, you're at different points in the story. And the missions when you're out of Fort Tarsus are really bland. And there's no character in that. Uh, besides what you get in voiceover. And again, uh, a lot of tell- telling, not showing. And so they have no opportunity, the way that they've split up the game in these disparate ways, to really combine cinematic storytelling like you'd see with God of War or with Mass Effect. And I think there's a way that you can do this. I, I do have a solution. Uh, I don't know if it's a perfect one. I don't know what the imp- implementation looks like, but it seems like it would have been easier than what they did, 
which is, um, you know, this game focuses on you being a freelancer, which is like a kind of a merc, but you're, you were part of like a really important mission. And now you're going to save the world from a threat called the Dominion. And you learn all about the lore of the world and stuff. But they make you the chosen one. And while you're with your buds, even if you played the storyline, if you played the storyline all the way through with a friend, it wouldn't make any sense because, you know, in that game, they're also the chosen one. Uh, And I think back to games like World of Warcraft, where I've never felt like I was part of a world like, like in that, that game. It really was one instance and you went to different towns and you're, and you get to see people, literally the, the, the main cities are populated with players. And that game came out like, you know, 15 years ago or something crazy like that. And this game is, is in 2019 and there's no sense of place. And what I think the solution would have been would be to make you not special. Uh, This game, you know, you, you can see clearly that there's a developmental issue. This has been in development for six years. And yet when they put it out, it's still like super broken. So I I don't want to, I think there's an, there's an economic, there's a business reason why this happens. And I think I have a solution for both a player experience and a business solution, which would be um, don't put out much of a game at first and make it cheaper. Uh, you know, make it a $20, $30 buy-in or make it free. And uh, you have to buy seasons like Fortnite uh, and, or, or, or it's cheaper. One of the, one of the two and, and have just keep putting out campaigns. Like you have this idea that you're a freelancer and you're a mercenary in this cool world. And there's so much lore to unpack. And I don't understand why you wouldn't just scale it back and put players into this world and introduce them and have time to make, you know, 20 to 30 hours of side, like what's consi- what you'd consider side content, what you consider like side quest, right? And just have a ton of those. And within them, you get on and play with your friends. And when you uncover, maybe through exploring the world, you uncover a lead to a new mission and you can have your friends join you on that mission. And it's its own little story. It's a, you know, hour to two hour play session, or you have, you know, one-off missions that are 10 minutes and you and your buds uncover the story uh, together and make a lot smaller one of those and and then and then have your strikes or strongholds is what they call them which are like these hard missions you know put your effort into making those and and make the stories small but impactful and and just tease out the world to us don't try to make this whole you're the savior of the world this game starts off and you're automatically just uh, the, the cinematics are you know, the world is ending and I mean, they're not, it's not that crazy, but it is like this epic battle and it's just, there's no heart in it and you don't really care. It's, it's like watching the two towers, um, the Lord of the Rings, the two towers, like watching Helm's Deep is like, it's like super cool, but no matter how cool it is, Helm's Deep works because it was four hours, uh, no more than that, like five hours of you getting to know every single one of the characters that are involved in that and feeling, and then it's well, well choreographed and it's good action. And, and you just feel none of that when this starts off with, with all the characters. And I do think there's a lot of good character work going on here, but I think you take that character work and you incorporate it into smaller stories for these online multiplayer experiences that, that you can experience together. And you're not unique. You know, you're just another freelancer, you know, and, and, and you get that and you do awesome things and you make your own story because you have so many players that are interacting with this overall world. And within that, within those gameplay uh, loops, you know, then you can have smaller, really impactful characters, and you can take a second to do a minute cutscene, even if we're in a group, uh, and incorporate it with with our unique custom uh, loadouts and uh, our appearance shaders that we have, and all the co- like cosmetic stuff that we've done. Like, put our characters into those cinematics, 
but like i don't understand the game literally has a four-player co-op experience and the story doesn't make sense that there's four people and i just think that's such a, a huge oversight i i don't know why if you're making the like we play games to escape and we want to be immersed in stories. And I know that with the Twitch culture, there's a lot of like, especially with RPGs, it's a lot of like, what's the fastest way to grind and get gear? And I and I get that. But I think more than anything, people want to escape. I think they want, as much as people want to be like the best at something, I really do believe deep down we consume this media to have this power fantasy, to have an escape, to, to meet interesting characters. And, you know, even thinking back to Destiny, like people that I wouldn't say were like their main concern was story. They still loved the character Cade and they still loved moments with him. And they still loved the intro of Destiny 2, which I think is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal way to begin a game. Uh, I think the, the game at launch was was left a little bit to be, to be desired and probably suffers from the same things this does to, to probably a lesser extent because they had been, they had been doing this thing for, you know, four years um, prior when Destiny 2 came out. But, but I really think that, if you're trying to make a, I think in closing is that I think my biggest problem is if you're trying to make like an online experience, like look to the, look to the greats, look to like World of Warcraft. It's the most popular online game ever made. And what did it do insanely well from the get go? It, it made you feel like you were part of a world and it started out relatively small in today's terms. And, you know, like, I just think there's got to be a way if you're listening developers take my word like make smaller great experiences when you're when you're starting out these projects and then you know year two is the epic let's save the world and then we're invested throw us your helms deep let us get invested and let us understand the world and interact with it in little bits and slowly digest the the fantasy and the sci-fi and then throw us the big epicness you know after after a good amount of time there's no need to out the gate do it because it doesn't you're 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 blowing your load so to speak, if I could be crass. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Anthem. Let me know if you like these bonus episodes. Go ahead and, uh, you know, you can tweet at us or send us an email at popholicscast at gmail.com. Uh, and let us know what you think of these. Um, I I'd like to do more of these. I'd like to bring some guests on for some smaller conversations, some little bite-sized chunks. Uh, and I'll put these out over the weekend. So enjoy your weekend, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, tell me what you think of Anthem. You know, go ahead and post on our Facebook and all that. Cool. Take it easy, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Pop! Pop! Oh, 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 oh,